Welcome to Catholic Family Stories. My name is Joseph Scordato, and my family and I wish you a very joyful Christmas this year. We have found that the easiest thing to happen during this time of year is to forget about Christ. I find myself caught in the busyness of gift shopping, the double time of work that needs to be done before taking a holiday, and the adjudicating of the constant family issues and interruptions that always seem to bubble up during the stress of the season. Cars breaking down, finals week, connecting with friends, sibling conflicts. Somewhere along the line for many of us, Christmas came to revolve around getting stuff and carving out time for vacation memories. Has much changed? At the time of Christ's birth, the world busied itself, mostly ignoring its Messiah and Savior, except for a few shepherds and foreigners that were either too simple and poor to afford the world's allurement or wise enough to follow the signs God placed before them. Are we simple, poor, or wise enough to find Christmas this year? The same was true in St. Francis's day. The saint of simplicity, poverty, and wisdom could see Christ when no one else could. In a joyful determination, his innovation was to bring Bethlehem to the world if the world would not come to Bethlehem. And so he innovated the very first nativity scene and the first Christmas carols. Christmas is God is with us. It is Bethlehem. Literally, the house of bread is with us. Christ's Mass. Come, behold, and receive despite our lack of simplicity, our fear of poverty, and our various distractions from pursuing wisdom. Let us approach with hope. God breaks all our barriers in his humility. The following is the true story of that Christmas Eve of 1223, based upon his biographers, Brother Thomas of Chilano and St. Bonaventure. The miracle happened three years preceding his death. It was a great experiment, his life that is. Could anyone actually, literally, live the Gospels? No one seemed to. You have likely observed yourself that some people you know that go to church live lives not that different from those who don't. What does this really mean? What did it mean when Jesus instructed the rich man to give all he had to the poor and follow him? What did it really mean when Jesus said, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Well, Francis knew. He decided long ago that he would not waste another second of his life making a bargain with the flashy world of empty allurements and the false promises of power struggles. No, 
the gospel was an all-in or nothing. A bird cannot soar in the air with his feet on the ground. A swimmer cannot possibly experience the joy of the swim without leaving the beach. And a knight cannot win the victory without throwing himself into battle. A Christian cannot see Christ without entering in to the gospel. It had been his childhood fancy to imagine himself as a hero in a fairy tale story like that the troubadours sang about. He often daydreamed of how wonderful it would be to enter into these stories, for the romances to be real. Once he had tried, a real knight in armor, only to find that war was actually the opposite of glorious and epic. The Gospels, though, these were different. They were not mere stories. Not only were they real, but they were real right now and at every moment in history. One could actually enter into them like walking through a mystical portal and be really present there in Bethlehem to hold the baby Jesus or the crucifixion to share his wounds. And amazingly, the treasures he found there would always be his, and surprisingly even more so if he shared them with others. He had spent his life bringing back these treasures and giving them to the world. Next year, he would bring back Christ's crucified body. But first, he must bring the treasure of Bethlehem. And so it was, Francis selected Sir John of Greccio, a virtuous and truthful knight who had himself abandoned his military activity and the honors of nobility for love of God. It was time, thought the saint, for Sir John and himself to emerge from the gospel, carrying Bethlehem tenderly in their arms and place it in Greccio for the world to have. Francis reasoned that those of us that were too busy to notice could then see what God, the creator of the universe, had done out of love for us and so be swept into this passion ourselves. It so happened then that St. Francis rushed to Sir John. Sir John! Sir John! Over here! Oh, Francis, I am coming! What is this all about? Why are you running around town in such a fervor? Oh, Sir John! Francis paused to catch his breath. Good Sir John! Thank our Lord I found you! Now listen closely. If you desire to celebrate the coming feast of our Lord together at Greccio, hurry before me and carefully make ready the things I tell you. For I wish to enact the memory of that babe who was born in Bethlehem, to see as much as is possible with my own bodily eyes the discomfort of his infant needs and how he lay in a manger and how 
with an ox and ass standing by, he rested on hay. The moment Sir John heard his friend's inspired words, he ran quickly and made the necessary preparations. Sir John even found a cave set in the hill where it could take place. St. Francis obtained special permission from the Pope himself for a mass to be celebrated there on Christmas. Bethlehem would be visited anew. The good Sir John arranged the cave with a real ox and ass. He brought their feeding trough, known as a manger, complete with a stack of hay. As for the invitations, he enlisted the guardian angels of each of the inhabitants of the region. The word was sent out and spread like wildfire, murmured among the people and then shouted through the villages. Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which has come to all the people. For to you is born this day, in your own home of Greccio, the Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. The time of exultation had come. It was Christmas Eve. The people's hearts pounded with curiosity and joy. The Franciscan brothers buzzed with excitement beyond measure. What had St. Francis brought back from the Gospels this time? They gathered in crowds along the mountain trail that led to the cave. Their souls continued to be tugged by their guardian angels. Each villager remarked to each other, somehow they knew this night would be special despite themselves. That night was very dark, but the sky clear. The stars beamed in expectation as they looked down upon Greccio, recalling the first Christmas. Polaris, the North Star, bowed in humility. The seven sisters of the Pleiades gasped once again in surprise while Orion stood at attention. The Christmas star itself came alive in blazing fire the moment Sir John lit the first candle and passed the flame on to others. Her fire danced in hundreds of candles and torches to light the way. So great was the amount of people that the combined light lit up the night like day, furthering the delight of both man and beast. Mary was surely present, for holy grace streamed from her heart, warm to encourage the amazement and understanding of God become child. She, their mother and hostess, filled each heart with large portions of inspired revelation and ecstasy. She gave them the very gift of hoping beyond human hope. Unable to contain their joy, praise to God burst forth from their voices into exultant melodies to become the very first Christmas carols. The bright light led them through the forested trails on the way to the cave. The mountainside boulders joined in jubilation. They had waited since the beginning of creation 
to echo these carols back to the happy crowd. The joyful stream of townsfolk eventually made their way to the cave. Francis, the holy man of God, saw them and was so glad. He stretched out his arms and presented to them the gift. Here, in the cold cave, were only the beasts and the manger filled with straw. That was it. That was all the people could see. Francis, the holy knight of God, took to spiritual arms before them and battled their temptations towards disappointment. In great freedom, strength, and awe, he proclaimed to all present, Come, my family, open your eyes now. Here, simplicity is given a place of honor. Poverty is exalted, humility is commended, and out of Greccio is made a new Bethlehem to welcome the king. Francis then stood before the manger, overcome with wondrous joy, filled with heartfelt sighs and contrite piety. He assisted at Holy Mass, which was celebrated in great solemnity over the manger, God's first choice for an altar. For the Christ child himself had deigned to be laid in a trough upon his birth, in such a place as this, to testify and present the great power and love of the Father. This holy man of God was also a deacon, and so was given the gospel to proclaim that evening, which he did with full voice in song. For the good news of the babe from Bethlehem is a song the angels cannot refrain from singing, and our hearts keep from ringing. Francis, in a voice that was powerful and pleasant, clear and musical, invited all to the highest of gifts, the absolute humility, poverty, and the wisdom of the babe from Bethlehem. Yes, Bethlehem. For whenever Francis mentioned Bethlehem, he would bleed it as if he were a fellow sheep joyfully greeting the baby lamb of God. Bethlehem. Oh, and the name of Jesus, how it filled the saint's mouth with such sweet affection whenever he spoke that honeyed name or mentioned the babe of Bethlehem. So delicious did he speak the name that he could not help but lick his lips, tasting the word Jesus on his happy palate and savoring it in all sweetness. It was then, during this homily, that Sir John noticed that the manger was no longer empty, but rather in it was laid a beautiful child asleep in the hay. Blessed Father Francis continued to sing, 
the homily now a gracious lullaby as he lifted the child into his arms and held him in tender embrace, gently waking him from a deep sleep to be later recognized by all, even the most sluggish in the Eucharistic liturgy. Here, the people did recognize the true presence of the babe of Bethlehem. Here, they saw the very nature of God condescended in pure love to feed them with bread from heaven, having all sweetness within it. That night, the manger and Greccio had become a new Bethlehem, as would every mass the people would attend. The hay from the crib was kept by the people as a reminder of God's preference for poverty, for poverty is his bed. In the days that followed, amazing news burst throughout the region as those who had kept a bit of the hay found that it miraculously cured sick animals and drove away all kinds of pestilence. I tell you, yes, I'm speaking to you. It is an awakening to see the Christ child. Go now, this very moment, to your nativity set and contemplate the meaning of its simplicity. This is what Francis brought back from the Gospels for you, a gift to break you through your obstinate blindness, your hurried busyness, and enter Bethlehem to see the babe. The cattle are lowing, the poor baby wakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky, and stay by my cradle till morning.
from our family to yours, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. And a very special shout out to my nephew and godson Natale as he celebrates his name day.